Hello and good morning. Today is Hacker News, Episode 5, Friday, October 29th, 2021. Man, we've got some stuff on the list today, such as there's a teen who acquired $2.74 million in a phishing scam. We'll also discuss about how the European Union's private key was leaked for the COVID-19 vaccination ID, uh, which is stored on your phone. And on top of that, fuel distribution networks are crippling. So let's get to the bottom of what's going on and let's start discussing hack news. So a quick few updates before we jump into today's episode. Um, I have actually created for the podcast notes that cover all these articles a substack, which you can find on the website, or you can go to williampsubstack.com. And you'll be able to find all the notes for these podcast episodes, as well as a little extra tidbit and a bonus uh, for new tools that are released every week. Um, this is just a culmination, quick summary of all these articles I have. So if you don't have time to listen to the podcast, you can at least just get this and read it whenever you have time. Um, every time I post an upload to the site, you'll get an email with it and you don't really even, you don't even have to go to the website. It's easy. It comes straight to you, it comes straight to your inbox. So why not go check it out? See if you like it or not. Other than that, let's get the episode started just right. So I'm going to apologize right off the bat. I just got back from... A big old soccer game this this past night, and uh, my voice is kind of raspy, so you gotta forgive me. Uh, this cold weather's moving in, and it is it is messing with me. So hopefully, my radio voice is a little bit better today. <laughs> um, but all right, well hey, let's jump into it. Let's hit the first article that we have here, uh, which covers how the heck a teen raked in 2.74 million dollars worth of Bitcoin in a phishing scam. This is a teenager. Are you serious? Um, essentially, it was done through the abuse of Google Ads for a fake gift card website, and the teen realized that he could start funneling traffic to that site from Google Ads, which is crazy enough. I mean, it makes sense, but it's still pretty crazy, right? The teen harvested 12,000 credit card numbers, 194 PayPal accounts on his computer, and collected more than $440,000 in stolen money. That's, that's, you know, those are, sarcastically speaking, those are beginner numbers. You know, those, those are definitely beginning numbers. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But um, he received, through his PayPal accounts between January and March 2020, a total of 323,000 euros, uh, the case prosecutors Sam Skinner stated, according to Lincolnshire Live. These sums came into his account and were transferred into cryptocurrency, which is where the majority of the funds were stored. Police found a large quantity of cryptocurrency, which included 48 bitcoins and a smaller number of other coins. And at the time, they were worth 200 euros, which in turn makes them worth 2 million euros now. So just a little bit of growth. You know, that's quite a good, quite a good bit of growth. Some good investment right there uh, coming from a teenager. But uh, as stated in the past episodes, guys, um, it's only a matter of time before these things begin to get traced and people start getting hunted down. And with quantum computing growing in the pattern that it is, we'll be able to see this trend of people regretting their decisions, and you will always get caught. It's just a matter of time. 
um, the cryptocurrency kind of splash, and I mark my words now, mark my words now, is going to go down. It will decrease because cryptocurrency relies on the SSL connection uh, between servers. And whenever I say that, I mean the blockchain in specific. So um, the thing is, SSL is, it uses SSL certificates, right? And with cryptocurrency gaining in prominence rapidly, um, it's a big target of hackers. Well, the biggest competitor to that would be the quantum computing era, right? Because those computers are so, so strong, they're able to break through anything that they see, anything they can touch which does indeed include SSL. So it's not really gonna be a great future for cryptocurrency unless they can evolve it and change it into a different level of cryptographic nature uh, whenever you start reaching into the quantum computing realm. But I'm not gonna go off on the tangent on that because that's not even close to what the article is talking about. But So with all these things happening and in play, talking about cryptocurrency and, and all the other things that occur, the largest questions are still at play, right? How can consumers verify that the websites they're visiting are legitimate? And how can consumers validate transactions are legitimate as well? It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And those are the main issues we're trying to solve today, which makes it very difficult because it's hard to tell real from fake. It's really, really difficult. And especially as consumers, we get a lot of the blame because, well, the finger gets pointed at us because, you know, quote unquote, you should have known that that was a bad website. When in reality, it looked almost identical to you know, whatever it may be, Google, Amazon, whoever, whoever may be owning the website or replicating it. Um, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But, you know, teenagers, this is just the era of kids where they see an opportunity such as Google Ads doing this and they get smart and they say, okay, well, we're going to modify this um, to turn in something that we want to, you know, generate money off of, which is completely illegal and not really allowed. So, you know, take take note, kids. Don't follow in the steps of these people. If you're gonna do this stuff, do it legitimately. Don't do it illegally, and just be just be a good person, right? That's all it takes. So, that's the first attack of the week, right there. And now we have a second one that talks about the grief ransomware, ransomware, <laughs> ransomware uh, group, and how it's now targeting the NRA. So, if you're not familiar with what the NRA is, it's the National Rifle Association, big association in America that upholds the Second Amendment on the Constitution, and Grief has claimed that they have, quote-unquote, pwned them, right? It's on their website, and there's a tweet from Brett Callow, which you can find in the article or in the substack that I was recommending you guys to. Again, William P. Period, substack.com. Um, you will see a picture of the tweet, and the tweet has a picture of uh, what grief posted their website and they have the NRA listed right up there at the very top published 2021-1027 at 1352-27 and it was updated at 1405 so really current you know only a few days old um, you got to be careful with these guys right Des despite the group displaying several different like screenshots of excel spreadsheets containing U.S. tax information and investment amounts the NRA still has yet to even make any formal comment back on the situation and stating that it's hard to shoot your way out of a cyber attack. One security expert suggested the NRA may not have gone far enough in taking defensive security measures to protect its sensitive data. Well, I mean, yeah, you would think so. I mean, they, they just got completely destroyed. 
you know, I don't think they've taken enough measures and you never really can. That's the, that's the issue. You never really can take enough measures. There's no such thing as enough whenever it comes to cybersecurity because there's always, and I mean always, a way to get in. So, um, yeah, you know, grief, grief is a nasty one and it's hard to throw a cyber attack off your back if you're actively getting attacked as well. So, uh, you know, those are the two big attacks of the week right there. Those are the biggest ones I want to throw to you guys. But uh, there's also another one, actually. I, I lied. <laughs> there's actually a third. Um, and it was in the title of the podcast, right? There's a cyber attack that's crippling Iranian fuel distribution networks across the region. And this one kind of started off with a Twitter post from Juan Andres uh, of gas pumps displaying cyber attack 64411, which 64411 is like the phone number for the Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei. I uh, know I totally just butchered the pronunciation of that. I'm sorry, but uh, they quote unquote the thing, the Supreme Leader. And what happened is the incident triggered shutdowns at pumps across the country as attackers flashed the phone number of Supreme Leader across video screens on the pumps, and an attack on the fuel distribution chain in Iran reportedly forced the shutdown of a network of filling stations Tuesday, leaving motorists stranded at pumps across the country and unable to fill up their tanks. Now, this is kind of eerily similar to the Colonial Pipeline incident that happened here in America for some of us, but uh, never to this extent, and it wasn't necessarily a front-facing attack where we could actually see things on the pump screen. Um, the incident disabled government-issued electronic cards providing subsidies that many Iranians used to purchase fuel at discounted prices which said that the Iran Supreme National Security Council confirmed the attack. Now, the filling stations targeted in the attack belong to the National Iranian Oil Products Distribution Company, or the NIOPDC, <laughs> for lack of a short acronym, I guess, uh, which has more than 3,500 stations across Iran and has been supplying oil products for more than 80 years, according to another report from Bleaking, Bleeping Computer. Um, the incident echoed another critical infrastructure attack that occurred in July against the Iran rail transportation system. Similarly, its attackers reportedly used the number 64411, the phone number for the office of the Supreme Leader as well, and Tuesday's attack displayed a message reading CyberTech 64411 on gas pumps when people tried to use their subsidy cards. So, it seems like they're eerily connected. Somebody's playing shenanigans on everybody, and it's you know as funny as it may be, or whatever you want to call it, it's it's a serious matter. This is a pretty big deal. So just keep your eyes and ears peeled on that, because I'm sure there will be more to follow up on this as it's just kind of emerging. Now, that, that covers all of the attacks that happened this week that are all the big ones, all the big boys. Um, and now we're going to actually move into the breaches and leaks of the week, which include the European Union's Green Pass vaccination ID private key and how it was leaked to the dark web. Now, if you're not familiar with the Green Pass vaccination ID, um, it's essentially like the European Union's version of a pass on your phone that has a whole QR code on it. And it's a unique to only you, and it's it has a private key that basically says, okay, this is legitimate or this is a fake pass, so on and so forth. But on Tuesday, several people reported that they found a QR code online that turned out to be a digital COVID certificate with the name Adolf Hitler written on it, along with a date of birth noted as January 1st, 1900. Now, that is really just not right. 
And the following day, the ANSA reported that several underground vendors were selling passes signed with the stolen key on several dark websites. The European Union held several meetings to investigate whether or not the stolen key was an isolated incident or not. Now, the private key that has since been leaked is now reported as revoked as of Wednesday. However, there are still multiple reports of working certificates being traded online. So we'll see if that, how much longer that'll actually last. Um, not not too sure is the time on that or the time span, but uh, as of now, the French and Polish authorities have found no sign of cryptographic compromise in the leak of the private key used to sign the vaccine passports and to create fake passes for not only Adolf Hitler, but Mickey Mouse and SpongeBob. Uh, believe it or not, those are <laughs> not all real people. <laughs> um, in essence, the commission stated that these tickets were apparently generated by persons with valid credentials to access national IT systems or a person misusing such valid credentials. So they're, they've got their arms kind of full of stuff over there, but it just goes to show you, you know, again, it's very true. Like the saying is true. It, it's very, you know, it's hard to protect against a cyber attack. And once someone gets that key, that private key, like they did with uh, Twitch, I believe it was, either last month or the month before last, it can wreak havoc because you can access a lot of stuff you're not supposed to see. And that's the crazy part about it is that you just, you got to fix it as fast as you can. Just reject the key so nothing else can actually perceive it. No, it like it doesn't work anywhere. Um, but yeah, so that, that covers the... Green Pass Vaccination ID. Now we'll end up talking about Zales.com and how they leaked customer data, just like sister firms Jared K Jewelers did in 2018. Jared and K Jewelers, sorry, correction. Um, now in December of 2018, Bling vendor Signet Jewelers fixed a weakness in their K Jewelers and Jared websites that exposed the order information for all their online customers. Now, this week's Signet subsidiary, Zales.com, updated its website to remediate a nearly identical customer data exposure. Last week, Krebs on Security heard from a reader who was browsing Zales.com and suddenly found that they were looking at someone else's order information on the website, including their name, billing address, shipping address, phone number, email address, items, and total amount purchased, the delivery date, the tracking link, and the last four digits of the customer's credit card number. Wow, that's a that's a mouthful, and also probably a screenful as well. Um, when the reader failed to get an immediate response from Signet, Krebs on Security contacted the company, and in a written response, Signet said a concern was brought to our attention by an IT professional. We addressed it swiftly, and upon review, we found there to be no misuse or negative impact to any systems or customer data. So... This is just another case of a bug bounty gone right, given a big thumbs up to that researcher who reported it instead of using it for bad, because um, that tends to be the unfortunate circumstance that a lot of people face now, is they'll find something, they take it to the dark web, sell it, and then other people use it, and then before you know it, you have another massive breach, which causes issues, and we all know how that works. It's just not fun. So... Uh, props to that researcher for bringing that up, and this covers the biggest articles of the week here in this newsletter. Now, remember, there are tools included in here as well, such as Don Poppy, which talks about de-poppy dumping at its finest, and that's a new tool that was that was uh, released this week, as well as LORSRF, Lorsurf, Lorsurf, I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce it like that, but it looks like that. 
and essentially it's just brute forcing on hidden parameters to find SSRF vulnerabilities using the get and post methods. So these are two technical tools that if you're a red team pen tester or someone who's into ethical hacking, uh, these could be really cool little things for you to check out and look at, which would be very interesting. But if not, totally understand it. You know, it's whatever you want. But if you're ever listening along with the podcast and you're curious about something you want to read more up on it, all the articles are included here. There are big old fat green buttons down below, and they, we do have lots of pictures. So it makes it very nice to the eye. But yeah, guys, that wraps it up for episode five. And I hope you guys have a great and blessed weekend. Everyone be safe while you're out there trick-or-treating or doing whatever your Halloween festivities are. Today, again, is Friday, October 29th, and we will see you all next week. Take care and stay safe.